This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. There is only one reality, and fortunately, we've got some wonderful guides who can help us better understand our one reality. For nearly 200 years, we've been hearing from dead loved ones who tell us in detail what their lives are like now, and they're helping us begin to realize that where they live is not only just as real as where we are, but actually they tell us it's more real there than it is here. They tell us we all live eternally in one great reality, and the illusion that we call death is no more than that. It's just an illusion. The core fact of your life is that you are an eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and really knowing that changes everything. My name is Roberta Grimes. You're listening to Seek Reality on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Every week at this time, we'll be spending an hour together working to better understand the one glorious reality in which we live. I'm really excited about today's guest. Two years ago this past April, I was at an afterlife conference, and I met a woman who knew nothing, really nothing, about the afterlife. She was there, as were actually a number of other women, because she had suffered a horrendous tragedy. Her wonderful son, Mikey, died in an accident when he was only 20. Now, I realize people who listen to this show probably think that I'm credulous. I believe things. I'm not. I'm a skeptic. It's taken me my entire life to believe the things I'm telling you now. And I'm telling them to you now only because I'm certain they're true. I don't think it's possible to disprove anything that I've been telling you. But I'm really skeptical. Uh, um, Carol Morgan, my wonderful guest today, told me that she and Mikey were communicating by pendulum. I thought she was in such grief she had to be delusional. I didn't believe pendulum communication even could work. But she was very sweet, and I wanted to be polite, and I was curious, so I went to her room, and there were three three grieving mothers there that she had invited up to basically see what Mikey would say to them. And I watched it wasn't so much the things that came from Mikey that day as it was watching it happen that convinced me this is this is not I mean nobody is as good an actress as she would have had to be she was they were playing together there's the pendulum you know swinging back and forth they were playing he was laughing uh, th- that was a certain way the pendulum moved and it was genuine it was genuine this woman in grief suddenly was in the joyous reunion with her son I invited her to come on Afterlife Forums. They've become such regulars there now that they have their own threads. Um, I've long since stopped doubting. This is real. Eventually, we're going to write a book about it. Um, Carol Morgan is, com- is communicating with a level six being who chose a brief lifetime in which she and he would be able to help the world understand what reality is all about. So I, what I want to do today is just have Carol tell us her story 
about Mikey's death, about what happened after Mikey's death. We're going to have her on again in the fall. And she and I will be talking about this enormous body of information we've built up just in her communication with her son. Welcome, Carol. And I'm just eager to have you tell us again your whole story. Start with what, you know, how this, actually, I won't call it an adventure, but it is an adventure at this point. How did it all start? Well, first of all, thank you, Roberta, for having me on your show. And I will say it has been quite the grief journey, um, like nothing I ever expected. My son, Mikey, um, he was 20. He was in Colorado going to school. He was a DJ at the local uh, college hangout. He would play music that really, when I look back on even his music selection, had profound messages. And he was trying to reach out to these college students in an acceptable way, as obvious to me now. But he was on a camping trip with some friends in the fall of his junior year at Colorado State University in the mountains of Poudre Valley, which is near Fort Collins. And he was involved in a Jeep rollover accident. Um, He was a passenger. He was killed instantly. Um, They were on a mountain trail, not going real fast or anything, but a boulder had given way on the path, and that caused the Jeep to roll. And he was ejected through the sunroof and was killed instantly by um, a head injury. We did not find out till the next morning, Saturday morning. This occurred on a Friday, early evening, when the policeman, paramedic, and minister came to our door. And it was just um, so traumatic. You know, I think if, if any parent has lost a child, you just know how extremely difficult this is. And they came in and had us sit on the couch, my husband and I, and they had told us that Mikey had been killed in this accident. And we were just very grief-stricken, obviously, in absolute shock. My husband went up to get um, Joey, Mikey's younger brother, and we just oh, just wept and wept and were just in such pain. And the minister said a prayer, and they left. And I looked at my husband and said, now what? What do we do? You know, and I just didn't know what to do. I I went into the kitchen and I pounded on the island in the kitchen and I said, Mikey, Mikey, you know, how can this be? And what are we going to do? And why didn't you wear your seatbelt? Because the policeman said that they weren't wearing their seatbelts on this mountain trail. And I was just screaming this and I stopped and in my just profound shock and grief, I said to my husband and son, I said, how can I even say this? How can I be angry at this? When when I was that age, I never wore a seatbelt. I did things that might have been a little out of line or whatever. And we were just all forgiving. We just didn't blame anybody. We The initial story that they had told us wasn't even the accurate story. And even with the wrong information, my husband and I and Joey were all forgiving these kids. And we said, you know, this is such a terrible tragedy. This is so hard for everybody. It was just so painful. And that's a huge piece to my story is the fact that 
we truly blamed nobody. We didn't blame the kids, and we didn't blame God. And I think that's um, an important piece with, with what unfolds from that point on. So then, what what was your first sign from him? When when did you first know that he might not be gone? The sign started very quickly. Um, At that point, my husband said, you know, we need to call people. And it was probably 5 in the morning, and I could only complete three phone calls. I was just sick, and, and my husband called a few people, and we just couldn't call any more people. But that caused a chain effect, and within... An hour, we had people coming to our home to try to help us and support us. And one of my neighbors was there, and I said to her, you know, I said, I need to have some music. I need to have something to distract me. I just, I can't, I'm just going crazy. And she put the uh, radio on, and the first song that was playing was Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. Oh, my. <laughs> and what's significant with that is we played, when we'd go up into the mountains of Colorado, we always played John Denver as a family and would sing Rocky Mountain High to the tops of our lungs. And it was huge. That was a huge yeah. thing. And and I knew that, that that was the beginning. However, at that time, I was so grief-stricken I didn't even catch it, and my neighbor said, listen to this song. You know, yeah. Rocky Mountain High, it's about Colorado, and it just went completely over my head. So <laughs> I actually missed that sign. My husband, that morning, sat out on the front steps sobbing for Mikey, and we have this flagpole that sits on the corner of our lot that's ridiculously big. It should be at the post office, but... Mikey always teased his dad about this flagpole, and it was a fall morning, and there was no wind to be had, and Mikey, Mike was out on the steps crying for Mikey, and he was looking at that flagpole, and that flag hung down, you know, tight to the pole, and all of a sudden it comes up, and it's flapping in the wind, but there is no wind. And my husband comes running in and says, Carol, I can't believe this, but this has got to be Mikey. Look at the flag is flying and there's no wind. And that was kind of the beginning of signs we had where we would talk about Mikey and the light over the kitchen table would go on and off by itself. We have had numerous electrical things that would occur. Um, I... I had a huge, significant sign in the beginning that involved the baseball caps that he always wore. And each time his hats arrived, a John, we had music playing in our house. The John Denver song, My Sweet Lady, would come on and play. And the message in that song was actually Mikey telling me that I had been given this ability and we were connected, and he said, I'm, I'm close to you, and we're entwined. And it began almost like a communication through music, and Mikey was very into what songs said. And the, the communication that way and with dreams was profound, and it started very quickly. It wasn't just with me. It was with my husband, 
son, Joey, friends, family. I mean, he was going to anybody he could to try to communicate that your loved ones are close and heaven is all around you. Carol, one thing we should just pause and say is that those are all very common signs. If you have had someone die, there are ways that the dead have worked out to help your newly arrived loved ones communicate with you. Um, We don't know how they do it, but when you turn on a radio or um, uh, just walk into an elevator or a store and there's a a song playing that's significant, that's not an accident. Um, people, things like having um, uh, synchronous things happen, what seem like coincidences, they're desperate to make those things happen and have you noticed them. Having a flag fly when there's no wind, that's something which it's actually a spectacular sign if there truly was no wind that day. Um, the, the electrical uh, activity, having lights go on and off, having the TV go on and off, that's another kind of thing that dead very often do. Their energy, as is your mind, your mind is energy too. So it's easier for some reason for them to affect electricity than almost anything else. But that's exciting that you had all those signs. And that that certainly was a start then to, to where you were going next. It was. It, to me, signs are the lifeline of hope. I mean, it was huge. And I became involved in Compassionate Friends, which is a grief group for parents who have lost children. And through that grief group, I met a man by the name of Mitch Carmody who actually speaks nationally about hope and grief and proactive grieving. And he was doing a presentation in Minnesota for us about signs and dreams of communication. So I went to this presentation, and I sat up close towards the front, and he was going through different... uh, signs and dreams and had slides and everything. And at the end of his presentation, he asked if anybody had any signs to share. And of course, I'm waving my hands, you know, I have (laughs) stuff to share. And so I get up in the front and I tell a couple of my stories. And the people in the room were very intrigued by these signs. And after the presentation was done, Mitch came up and asked me if I would consider having one of my stories published in his column that he did with the Living With Loss magazine. And I agreed to this, and so I worked on my story for a couple of weeks, and of course, during this time, the signs continued, unusual behavior of dragonflies and butterflies and birds and squirrels and just profound things kept happening to me that I knew was Mikey. And the one thing I want to say also is I always talk to Mikey out loud. Your loved ones hear you. I, I, it was just amazing. And I did this right from the beginning. I just could not believe he was far away and gone, gone. I just knew he, that love continued. And so as I worked on this article, I sent it to Mitch. He has it published, and he gives me a call a couple months later that the magazines are in, and you should come and pick them up. So he lives local by me, and I went to pick up the magazines, and 10 minutes before I got there, he received an email from the Dying to Live Again Foundation that at the time was ran by Sally Baldwin, who was a spiritual medium. She has since passed over herself at a pretty young age. 
she um, passed in her sleep. She was running this retreat for mothers who had lost children between the ages of 3 and 21 in the past five years. And she was recruiting, and she was going to accept seven moms. Mitch, when I got there, Mitch said, Carol, I just got this email. I'm tingling all over. You need to apply to this retreat and see if you get accepted. You have all these things happening to you that you can't explain, and you are perfect for this. You need to try to get in. So he said, I'm going to forward you this email. And so he did. I put a request in. Sally came back and said, we're interested in you. Can you fill out this application? I fill out this application. I was told that there was around 200 inquiries. They asked for 60 applicants, and they ended up picking seven out of the applications, and I was one of the seven. Once I was picked, I was scared. Now it's like, now what do I do? All my expenses were paid and everything, but I was raised Catholic fairly strict when I was a kid. This was not anything I was really into very much at all. I was just a regular mom doing regular things. And so I went to my cousin, who was a Catholic nun, who has also passed since this time, and I asked her, I said, what should I do? I've been, these things have been happening to me, which she was aware of, and I said, now I was accepted to this retreat. Should I go? And she said, absolutely. You need to go to this, Carol, because what's happening to you is for real, and you need to go with your heart and need to have this, you know, follow through with what's happening with you. She said, there's nothing wrong with this. You need to go. Carol, we, we, this is this is not a good time to have to break into what I'm finding a very suspenseful story. But we're, we're just going to pause for a few minutes. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our guest is Carol Morgan. And when we come back, we're going to hear how Carol first heard from her son directly. We'll be right back. was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is cliff notes to 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, The Fun of Dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you've ever wondered why you're here, if you wonder whether God is real, if you wonder why life isn't fair or whether there's life after death, let Roberta Grimes help you learn the joyous truth about your own reality. Roberta has trouble with believing things. She's always wanted to know. 
so she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of afterlife evidence. In the process, she made some wonderful discoveries about God, reality, and your own eternal nature. The truth is better than your most optimistic hopes. Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Why wonder and worry when at last it's possible to know? Welcome back. Um, this is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and we're talking today with Carol Morgan, who had a tragedy beyond anything uh, anybody, any of us could imagine having. I think it's the worst thing that can happen. She lost her child um, when he was only 20, and then things started to get interesting. Carol's in the middle of telling us uh, what happened when she was one of seven people selected to learn how to communicate with her son more directly. None of this is accidental, and it's wonderful to watch it unfold. Carol, please continue your story. Okay. So after I was picked for this retreat for Sun Valley, Idaho, with Sally Baldwin with the Dying to Live Again Foundation, and after I talked to my cousin who was a Catholic nun who told me to go, I went out to the cemetery, and I talked to Mikey out loud. The cemetery is important for me. I mean, I know he's with me wherever I go, but I guess it's the humanness of it. And I'm raising my hands to the sky talking to Mikey and saying, guess what, Mikey, I'm actually picked for this retreat. All my expenses are paid. I don't know what's going to happen, but will you please come with me? Can you be there with me? It's so important for me. I hope you can come. I get back in his truck, which I continue to drive, which I've had profound experiences in. I don't know if I can ever part with the darn thing, but I get into his truck, turn it on, and the song that's playing on the radio is I'll Be There by the oh my Sinners. Goodness. <laughs> and, I mean, that's an example of how he was communicating with me through music. And I just started to cry. I knew this was supposed to be, and I needed to go. So I head out to this retreat in the fall. It was in October of 2009. My husband came with me because I was afraid to go alone. I get there and meet with Sally Baldwin, and she has seven people with her, a holistic person, just different spiritual people, and the six other moms were all together, and Sally kind of overviews that this what the retreat's going to be about, and about, you know, we, the first day we talked about signs and dreams as a means of communication and how important it is to be open to these signs and dreams that we get or even that other people get and tell us about. The next day, she talked to us about how our children had brought us there and that we, had, we could have the ability to communicate with our children. But that day, she then had us each privately and did a reading with us. And I came in for my reading, and she sat me down, and she said, Carol, I want to talk to you about your situation. She said, you need to understand how you were, you, your husband, your son, Joey, regarding the accident, being all loving and forgiving, not blaming 
any of the kids or God for what had happened is not the norm. He said that type of thing just is not the normal initial reaction for someone who has gone through a tragedy like this. And I said, well, I, I said, I, I said the, the intent here was not to hurt my son. And I said, I just couldn't blame anybody because I haven't been perfect myself. I said, it was just immediate self-reflection. And at the time, we knew we needed to help the Mikey's friends, the kids who were involved, because what a horrible thing for them as well. And she said, because of how you were, because of how you are, because of your loving relationship with your son, she said, you have been given the gift of openness. She says, you are going to be able to communicate with your son in heaven, and I'm going to show you how. And she did. And it was with a pendulum. It was the most bizarre thing I had ever seen at the time. I've never seen anything like it before. Mikey was able to move the pendulum precisely. It was absolutely bizarre. And she worked <laughs> with me with this. And, I mean, it, it's, it's been absolutely amazing. It's a miracle for me by far. It's just been amazing. Well, so how did it start? You're holding the pendulum and I'm you're, hold- you're invoking your son because I've seen you do this. You know, Mikey, only Mikey. Um, I call, I have a I have a circular disc and actually I don't even need I can use a piece of paper I can use a newspaper a coupon it doesn't matter what I use as long as the letters or numbers are on the piece of paper or coupon but um, Sally had given me a disc it's a circular it's a small circular disc that has all the letters of the alphabet on it and all the numbers on it. And what I do is I put the pendulum in the center. I call for Mikey out loud. I ask for God's protection and guidance every time. I will ask Mikey two or three different questions that only he would know as far as validation that this is who I'm talking to. And the pendulum just becomes animated. It becomes alive. It moves. It circles the letters precisely. When he's laughing, he swings the pendulum wildly side to side. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, and Mikey said he was trying desperately for two years to try to figure out how he could let me know that I had this ability. And he went to Sally. He pursued Sally because she used the pendulum and he felt if I could see what he was saying, I would believe it. And he was right. I needed to see it to believe it. So are you telling me that it was engineered, this whole thing was engineered by Mikey? You know, he, wanted, he told me he needed to have it be some way where I could see the communication. I felt there were times that I could, I thought I heard him. I thought it was my imagination. I remember for Thanksgiving one year, I said to all my relatives, I was having the family dinner, and I said, I know this sounds nuts, but Mikey says, for our prayer today, 
we're supposed to play his favorite song, Love Generation, by Bob Sinclair, Be the Love Generation. So I passed out the lyrics to all my relatives, (laughs) and I said, read the words as the song is saying, this is the message for Thanksgiving and from Mikey for today. Now, I did not know that I had the ability. I, I really believed that I thought I heard him, but I thought, this is nuts. I mean, I'm not really yeah. hearing him, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. imagining this. <laughs> So, so he felt, was it immediate, Carol? When you when you first took up that pendulum and and you did he you immediately could feel a difference. The pendulum would come alive right at the start. Alive. When you there with Sally Baldwin. Yeah. So she stood behind me. She said, "Pick the pendulum up, Carol, and call for him." And I did, and it started to move clockwise. And she said, "Now, Carol, you need to determine what's his yes answers." And what are his no answers? So I asked him, I said, Mikey, what's your confirmation of how you move the pendulum for yes? He circled it clockwise. Then I said, what's your confirmation for an answer being no? And he circled it counterclockwise. And that's how he started. It was very simple. So then Sally said, now she said, I want you to ask him, to spell you a message, the first word he spelled was love, L-O-V-E, pulling the pendulum up to the letter L and circling it clockwise, bringing the pendulum back down to the center, pulling it up to the O and circling it clockwise and so on. I mean, it was, I mean, at that point, I was sweating. I was like this. Oh, but what joy, what joy. There's your son. Isn't that wonderful? Did you realize at the time this, of course, this is real? Or were you still skeptical? I was still skeptical. So we went through different things as a group. And the session for the day ended. It was, you know, probably 5 o'clock at night or so. And I went back up into my room of the motel before dinner. And I called my husband, who was out driving around doing his thing, and I said, Mike, I think I can talk to Mikey in heaven. I said, I can't believe this. And he says, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And he said, no. I said, he moves this pendulum thing to letters, and he spells words for me. He said, you know, it's your mind. That's your mind doing it. He said, no, I don't think so. And he says, okay. He says, I want you to ask him this question, and I want to see what he, how he, you tell me how he moves the pendulum. He says, I want you to ask Mikey if he still thinks we should get a hot tub. And I'm going to pull back on this a little bit because for years, Mikey and his brother begged us for a hot tub. I said, we are not getting a hot tub. You can go to your <laughs> friend's house. And no, we're not going to get a hot tub. Mikey always said, yes, we're getting a hot tub. And I, Mike and I always said, no. And so Mike said, if you ask him that question, your mind is saying no. And we always know he said yes. So he said, my guess is he's going to spin that pendulum the opposite, you know, your direction, because he says it's your mind making it move. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I said, okay. So I... 
asked Mikey, I called for him and I asked for protection. You know, Sally said, call, you know, ask for protection and guidance and from God. And so I did that. And the pendulum is moving in a circle and then it stops. And I said, okay, Mikey, my question to you is, and Mike was on the phone. I said, are we, do we, should we still get a hot tub? Do you still think we should get a hot tub? <laughs> and that pendulum circled so hard and fast in a clockwise motion for yes, it almost flew out of my hand. <laughs> it was just <laughs> hilarious. And I started to bawl on the phone. And I said to my, in my tears, it's going clockwise. He's saying yes, and it's almost coming out of my hand. He's moving it so fast. And I was just sobbing. And the phone was silent. And Mike says, I'm on my way. I'm coming right back. I need to see this. And it was like, wow, this is nuts. Yeah, wow. It is wonderful, isn't it? I, I think that's funny. And of course, Mikey would have known what his father was thinking. So he sure. really, um, the, the, the emphasis clearly was but for your husband. Isn't that great? Well, and the craziness of all this is, again, I'm just a normal mom. This whole type of thing was just not even humanly possible. Or, I, you know, I certainly never thought that I would be able to do anything like this. It was just really, I mean, I had no pre-experience with this type of thing whatsoever. And Sally said to me, she, at the end of the session of the retreat, it was five days, she, she said, Carol, what's going to be different for you, and it's going to be a wonderful thing, is this is a connection between you and your son. She said, you were never into the spooks. You were never into paranormal stuff. You're just a regular, loving mom. And she said, and now you have this ability. And she said, I feel that it's going to be a huge and wonderful thing. The other thing she said to me is, you need to understand that Mikey is of high energy and has incredible ability to communicate. And I have... I absolutely believe that now, that when she said that, because, you know, Roberta, as you know, the messages that I've been getting, that I've been putting on the forum, I couldn't make that stuff up if I tried. I, I think that's the reason um, I was so taken with with you and with Mikey. Um, when I met when I met you, Carol, I was it was pretty clear to me you had no idea about any of this. Um, we we talked. And you were you were clearly ignorant of of all of it, and that's good. I mean, most people don't give a thought to this stuff uh, unless they've had experiences as I've had that make them spend their life studying it. But I know you didn't know what you were doing. But then when we invited you on the forums, and he started, he came on and started answering questions. He answered them better than I could. Here was here you are were Carol and Carol. Uh, people who who go to the forums and read their answers, you could tell when it's Carol saying, "Well, it's just just me, Carol." And then you could tell when Mikey's speaking. When she steps back and it's Mikey speaking, he speaks like a, like what he says he is, which is a level six being, a very very advanced spiritual being. Um, and that's why I totally believe that what you're doing is real because you couldn't fake it. Sometimes, Carol, when you answer a question, 
you'll say stuff I know, and he, and he's never set a foot a step a set a foot wrong. There's never been an answer he gave that I didn't think was real. Um, came from a being of his ability. Uh, he's never goofed. But sometimes, too, he'll say things that I know to be true, and then he'll advance it a little bit. That's part of the joy of, of reading Afterlife Communications because you keep learning more. I'm learning more from your son. as Actually, in recent years, I learned probably more from him than from anyone. When we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about how this communication works, and then we'll talk about who Mikey really is. Um, I'm, I'm Roberta Grimes, and you're on the Contact Talk Radio Network listening to Seek Reality and the wonderful, wonderful experience of meeting with Carol and her son, Mikey. We'll be right back. Yeah, I thought that, I went, that went better for me, I think. <laughs> Did I pause? When she was eight, Roberta Grimes had an amazing experience of light. She spent the next 50 years researching the afterlife to try and understand what had happened to her. And the result is her book, The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. Roberta's book is cliff notes to 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence. It will show you why extinction is impossible for you, explain how you can enjoy the death process, and describe for you in wonderful detail the glorious heaven that awaits us all. Available on Amazon, in Kindle, and in print, the fun of dying will start you on a thrilling and life-affirming voyage as you learn the glorious truth about who you really are. If you've yeah. ever oh, yeah. wondered why no, you're here, hear him in my mind. if you wonder whether God is real, and I know if you wonder now. why life well, isn't I, fair, or whether the there's form, life after I death, let Roberta Grimes help you learn the joyous truth about your own reality. Roberta has trouble with believing things. She's always wanted to know, so she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of afterlife evidence. In the process, she made some wonderful discoveries about God, reality, and your own eternal nature. The truth is better than your most optimistic hopes. Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Why wonder and worry when at last it's possible to know? Welcome back to talking with Carol Morgan and her wonderful son, Mikey, who is definitely here with us today. Um, there, there are things about the reality in which we actually live that many of us are ignorant about. One of them is that the dead are right exactly where we are. Now, sometimes it's difficult for us to communicate with them for a lot of reasons, and we'll, we'll be talking about some of those reasons as time goes on. But sometimes we all plan our lives, and sometimes we plan a life that's a little bit unusual, and Carol and her son did that. We'll talk in this segment about how she and he uh, first worked out how this was going to be their voyage. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit more with Carol about how this developed. Um, I understand from you, Carol, that your son can't do it, and your husband can't do it. She has a living that's, son as well. That's correct. Um, I'm the only one who can do this, and Sally told me that it was me that had this ability with Mikey. She also told me 
that there was a closing session that she did, and she was channeling at the time, and she told me that I was the lighthouse. And so I left with that, and, you know, since then, of course, people have sent me the metaphor of a lighthouse and different things, and I'm beginning to understand that so much more, what she meant by that. Mikey, when I came home, Mikey told me with the pendulum, he said, Mom, he first told me that, you know, he was this level six, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? I had no <laughs> idea what he was talking about. And he says, well, you need to know, Mom, that I'm from the teaching plane. And he said, "There's, you know, he talked about 100 aspects are of love that heaven is about. He says, it's just all about love, Mom. And he says, our mission, our, our purpose is to teach through the veil. He says, this is why this has happened with us. He said, I needed to leave for this plan to work, to have it be followed through. And he said that he needed, the accident ultimately needed to occur for him to pass, be in heaven or in the afterlife through the veil, and that we would do this teaching through the veil. And it was initially, that whole thing was a little heavy for me to understand yes. and comprehend. And I had said to him, of course, before I met you, Roberta, at that conference, when I went to that conference, which he told me to go to this conference that was in Phoenix that year, I asked him, can you please have me meet someone who is supposed to help me do what I'm supposed to be doing? And he said, Mom, I will do the best that I can. And I met you, and the rest is history. Yeah, I, I think that's that was kind of funny, too, because um, we, we met during a, the cocktail hour at the start of the conference, and um, I don't know why, but I went and sat down next to you, and I don't know why, but we started talking. And again, none of these things are accidental. Um, the, when we know how these things happen, it, it all fits together. Mikey told you at one point that this was his last planned exit point of this lifetime. That was correct. He said that he <laughs> had to leave for this wow. to occur, and this is part of our purpose or plan, was to teach through the veil about the importance of love, what the afterlife is like, that signs and dreams are means of communication, that our loved ones truly are close. They can hear us. They're at events with us. They love us dearly, that that connection never ends, and that we truly are eternal beings. That He said that is what we are supposed to do. And so the forum, when you had asked me to be on the forum, that was a very good means of how I could do this teaching in a comfortable way for me. And, of course, when I first came on, I was fearful because... What Mikey was telling me, I had no idea what I was posting on these yeah. questions. And he said, just post it, Mom. Trust me, just post it. <laughs> yeah, and, right. You know, here I am, you know, two years later, it's gone gangbusters. So it's, it's worked out very well. What we're talking about is Afterlife Forums with an S.com. Um, if you go to Afterlife Forums, Dot com and go to the communications section, you'll see a couple of threads there. One is, um, for Carol and Mikey, please, someone finally got 
frustrated because they would ask questions elsewhere in the forums and um, they'd get other people answering. So this was just, just for, supposed to be just for Carol and Mikey. Other people chime in too. But uh, the other is um, we've had a couple of members who have compiled uh, some of what Mikey has said over the past two years. And it goes, we'll eventually write a book. Um, it'll basically be Mikey's book. What he says about what the afterlife is like, what the purpose of life is, and so many other things. But uh, if you'd like to Read read all about about it. Just go on to afterlifeforums.com at any time. Um, the the that's what made me know he was real. I realized that pretty quickly after you started posting there because that was not you, Carol. There's no possible way it was, um, and because he spoke with authority. Uh, he's he's a very uh, he's still a twenty year old kid in a way. I remember. Um, when you were talking to these women, uh, when he was giving messages to each of the three women who were there when I first saw you doing this, and he said, hmm, he thought one of them was really cute. And I thought that was, you know, one of the, the daughters who had died, he thought she was cute. And, uh, you know, that's a 20-year-old kid. He was, he's got that high-spiritedness. He, he says he still snowboards there. Um, he liked snowboarding in life, and he still snowboards there. When, when people have wanted to um, have him try to meet their, their loved ones who were dying, um, he says, ask for, tell them to ask for Mikey from the teaching plane. So here he is, this very advanced being who still calls himself Mikey. It's, it's just, uh, it, all, it all makes sense, but it's, it's still more glorious, frankly, than, uh, than even I had thought it could be. I, I'm fascinated by what Mikey does. You know, he, what's been huge validation for me as well is how he talks to me, his humor, because the words he uses are exactly how he talked when he was here. And that's yeah. a huge validation for me because I, I feel safe talking to my son. I really don't go outside the box very much at all, in fact, where I just communicate with him. The spiritual world is big, and I feel safe in my environment of just talking to him, always asking for God's protection, and that has worked well for me. So um, it, he's definitely loving this teaching thing. I mean, that, the questions, he really loves how the form has worked. He loves the radio show idea. He's just, you know, all for it. He's the music, even when he was here, he was trying so hard to get the message out. So he was kind of a, getting himself established with what he was trying to do before he even left here, actually. I think one of the things we need to be sure to say is, um, it sounds as if you could communicate with anybody this way, but this is not for amateurs. It's something which um, you really need help in learning how to do, and it's very, very important that you always call for your loved one and sp and specifically say only only your loved one and then ask some validating questions. And you forgot to ask those questions once, Carol. What happened then? I had an issue one time, and this is how I learned that I just would not ever go outside the box because it really scared me. I picked the pendulum up, and I didn't call for Mikey. And the pendulum started to move, and it spelled an ishy message about my elderly father, who was still living at the time. It scared me terribly. I screamed, Mikey, Mikey, this, this isn't you. This can't be you. And the pendulum just became stiff and still, and then it immediately started to move, and it was Mikey. The, how the pendulum moved was 
very different. It was just crazy, the difference between how the pendulum moved with the two individuals. And Mikey immediately started to spell, Mom, Mom, that wasn't me. You must call for me. You must confirm it's me. You need to ask for protection. He says the spiritual world is big. And so after this incident had occurred, I thought, I can't do this no more. This scared me terribly, and Mikey was very concerned about that. And what I did I was I called Sally Baldwin, and I told her that this had happened. And she said, Carol, just relax. She said, you need to understand. You must call for your son and ask for protection. Ask for guidance and help from God and ask for protection. And from that point on, I never, ever picked that pendulum up without first calling for Mikey and asking for God's protection, and then, of course, validating that for sure it was him by questions only he would know the answer to. And you tell me that it's gotten to be a much stronger connection even than it was. Um, I, the, you, you, you still need the pendulum, but you're, you're hearing him in your mind now, too? I hear him telepathically quite clearly. As I work with the pendulum now, I can hear him telling me things, and he briefly confirms um, with the letters um, on the pendulum, on my little disc, you know, um, I will type answers to questions, for example, on the forum, and I always go back to my pendulum to confirm, is this accurate, what I'm posting, is this exactly what you are telling me, and he will confirm it, and he may tweak it a little bit, you know, he'll tell me to change something, and he will always confirm with the pendulum, and I think for myself, I think there was someone on the forum who had said, you probably won't need the pendulum after a while, but the pendulum for me is such a good visual confirmation for what I am hearing that I probably will always use it some. And quite frankly, it's amazing to watch, so... Yeah, oh, it is. Well, the, see, that's the part that got me because I had gotten to know you a little bit during, you know, conversations that afternoon before I actually saw you use it. And I knew that you were a very lovely, delightful, but very innocent sort of person. Um, and then to see you pick this thing up and to see this conversation going on where you're talking to him and the pendulum is moving, your hand isn't moving, but even if it did, you couldn't fake the reactions you were having. You were animated. You were talking to somebody you loved. That was what got me and made me know it was real in the very beginning. I mean, I have to admit that till I heard him actually saw what he said in the, began to say on the forums, I heard, I heard his own voice coming through on the forums. I wasn't sure he was at the level he said he was. I'm convinced of it now, but, um, but it, but you're right. It is it is fascinating to watch it actually happen um, because he is such a kid. Because he laughs. Because he kids you, jokes with his mother. It's just it's just beautiful to watch. It's something which I wish more people could see. The signs that he does even to this day. You know, Sally said, "Now you probably won't need signs so much for communication because you have this ability." But I told Mikey, "You know what, Mikey? I still really like signs." Signs are still my absolute favorite thing, and he knows that, and he has continued with just crazy, funny signs that he does for not only myself, but um, his dad and his brother, and we just sit and laugh because the humor, his his little, 
how he does stuff is still so funny. And he does things to friends, you know, when they're over and when they go out places, they'll talk to him out loud. And, you know, he says, I'm telling you, Mom, I can hear. I hear these people. And I love to do stuff. And he says, it's so much fun for us when our signs and efforts get acknowledged and people don't think it's a coincidence that it really is them trying to comfort us and let us know that, hey, you know what? We're still close. We love you so. We hear you. We still want to be a part of you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and that's really one of our big missions, not only to teach about the afterlife, but really to point out how truly close your loved ones are. The connection really is never broken. They hear us and they love us, and you will see your loved ones again. I know it. I mean, I've gone from believing to knowing. I don't doubt anything anymore that we are. Isn't that wonderful? That knowing is the best part. I know exactly what you mean, Carol. This is uh, this is the best part of, of doing this journey, um, and I know you still grieve for him not being here, but it certainly Definitely. must have uh, made your grief a lot easier to bear, knowing that you can talk to him just pick by picking up that pendulum. It has helped me tremendously, and my hope is I can just bring hope to other grieving people who have lost loved ones, that they will find peace in knowing that, yes, one day... I will be rejoined with my loved ones again. And Mikey said, I will promise you that when you pass and you are greeted in heaven, it is an experience like no other. He said the love and light and glorious, joyous reunions are just incredible. And so I I think about that a lot, and that keeps me going, you know. It keeps me plugging along, doing the best I can, because I know we're here to learn. We have life lessons we need to do for our spiritual growth, and when we go back home, it's one heck of a celebration. Well, thank you so much. We'll be talking more about what Mikey has to say in in a few more uh, programs. Uh, in the fall, my Carol will be back. Uh, meanwhile, please join us next week when our guest will be R. Craig Hogan. Uh, he He's the one who wrote Your Eternal Self, a book I love. Next week, he's going to be describing his new venture into helping people learn to communicate directly with their dead loved ones. Please don't miss that. Meanwhile, join us on AfterlifeForums.com and join the discussion. And now go out and enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.